Welcome back. This is Just Mash episode 11. I got it right this time. Messed it up last time. It is episode 11. Uh, we're going to be doing bucket lists this time. We said we've uh, we've wanted to get this for a while. We're finally doing it. Just, you know, we've done that a lot. Uh, yeah. Said um, we're going to do things and then get to them like three months later. At least we're doing it, But though. we're here. Yeah. We've arrived. And that's kind of... Interesting part of it that we say we're going to do things and then we get to it three months later. Is I have such oh man, I'm bad at it, and I know you are too. Yeah, and like we, like you said earlier, we have sort of these existential crises sometimes about, and we're too young to have them, but it happens. But about how long do we have left on Earth, and are we going to get to do everything that we want to do? And I know you and I have both had those issues for a long time, and. Because of it, I think, is why we make bucket lists yeah. so often. Because we've made tons in the past. But, like, for me, I think it, it helps me feel better about it because I can look at a list of goals and say, hopefully this is what's coming up. And yeah. I have stuff to look forward to. And even if it only lasts 80 years, hopefully this is what it's filled with. So, like, that's why I like to do it. And I thought it would be fun for you and I if we just sat down and kind of talked about it, because I don't know what's on yours, you don't know what's on mine. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of it intersects, but I'm sure a lot of it doesn't, because, you know, we're different people. Yeah. But um, I think it's a great idea for an episode, and it's something that interests me, hearing what other people want to do with their lives, because sometimes you don't know, because sometimes people aren't vocal, and there's a lot of crossover, but a lot of people have these really unique wants and needs out of life that they never really express. So. I will, yeah, I love asking people, like, what do you want to do with yourself? Right. Where, where do you see yourself? And that sounds like an interview question, but where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? Right. And I'll, a lot of times I find people push back at that, especially when you first meet them, because mm. those are deeper questions. Right. But I don't like the small bullshit talk. Yeah. I prefer, especially if I know that I, or if I think that I'm going to like you as a person, or mm. I think we could be friends, or what have you. It's interesting to see, you know, what they want to get out of things. Because it blows my mind to just sit and think about, like, you have your view on the world. Right. And you are in control, and you know what you want to do. But there's literally billions of other people out there Mm. who are experiencing life in a different way every single day, and everyone's going to have different experiences. And that, just on a huge scale, I think about that way too much. Yeah. Because... I, I remember seeing a picture online or something. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a word... And it was, like, the feeling you get when you look at a crowd of people, but then you focus on one person and realize that they've had a full life's yes. worth of experiences and thoughts yes. and feelings and emotions exactly and actions. That and that even though it seems like you're the protagonist of your own story, but there are so many other stories that you'll never even get to read. Right. Then it's, like, part of the reason, because, like you said, when you ask questions like that, people get put off. But I think another reason is, like, people our age at least our generation, don't know. Yeah. And we're all sort of lost. And maybe every generation has that feeling, but I feel like ours especially because of the society we've grown up in with the technology and the interactions that we don't really know what we want to do, and it's hard for us to kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think that's really the reason why I'm really drawn to this sort of thing. Yeah. Personally, but... And it, it feels better to look at a list of things and see things crossed off already. Yeah, progress. Like that is amazing. And yeah. granted, I haven't lived a very exciting life so far, mm-hmm. and part of me uh, is okay with that because we're so young. We're right. only 19. Uh, I mean, we'll be 20 in a few months, or right. I'll be 20 in, at the end of this year. But we've still got such a long way to go, mm-hmm. and I want to get in as much stuff as I possibly can, and right. I don't want to forget things. Like, I don't want to say... 
one year, oh, I would love to do this, and then forget about it the next year, and then not remember it until I'm 30 or 40, mm-hmm. and I miss my opportunity to do that. Right. Whereas if I have, because I forget things a lot, if I have a list of everything that I want to do, or I think that I want to do, and something that can be updated and crossed off, then I feel a lot better going forward. Mm-hmm. So this is this has been good for me, I think. Yeah, me too. I agree. I'm I'm really excited, and you know, I, like I said, I've made over 20 bucket lists, some for, like, the life, but then others, like, for the year 2014, this is what I want to do this year, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, we've done a few of those. But, yeah, I mean, so what's what's on your list? Well, uh, so we were, you were doing it earlier, but I kind of grouped them together. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'll start off with a few things I want to do with just MASH and right. the things that I want us to accomplish. I want to have a successful podcast. Eventually, I would like to move to iTunes, and I know you would too. Yeah. I think we could even try SoundCloud. That's an avenue that we haven't really explored. Mm-hmm. But I want to be on a chart somewhere. Uh, I've always, uh, when I do listen to podcasts, I'll go to like the popular charts. Right. And sometimes I'll go really far down just to see, you know, what's out there. Mm-hmm. I would love to, even if we're like a hundredth on that list. Just be. I would on. love to be on that list right. of hey, this is you know this ranked among. Uh, one of the most popular or most listened to podcasts. I want to do that. And then we need to get our own website up and running. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not something through GoDaddy or Squarespace that's going to brand themselves into that website Uh, or into the URL. We've been burned. We've been down that route. And that makes sense because, you know, they have to do their thing and they're hosting all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I want something with just our name on there. Right. And uh, I would like to write... And film an entire season of a TV show, even if it's just a you know an iPhone, mm-hmm. and if it's just you, me, and Brit, or you, me, and someone else. Right. Uh, that is something I I would like to. And these are all really new things that I've added on there in the past year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, get a thousand YouTube subscribers. Right. That's on there. Uh, film a short film. And then I would really, really love to try voice acting. And I think I've brought that up before, right. especially when we went into uh, our top ten animated mm-hmm. uh, pieces of media or movies and whatever. Right. Um, because not that it would be easy, but I would feel much more comfortable just knowing that you know my voice is the only thing that people can see, and I can right. manipulate that however I however I choose to do. You can be a different person. Yeah, you can be a totally different person. Like, we were talking earlier, the the people that voice our favorite characters look absolutely nothing like what yeah. you'd expect their characters to look like. And they can have ten different voices for yeah, ten different characters. exactly. And you would never know that it's the same person. Like, the uh, the guy who uh, who plays Bender in Futurama. Yeah. That, I forget his name. H. Joe John De- Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, or no, that's John DiMaggio. H. John, John Benjamin yeah. is Archer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really, he's in everything, too. And he yeah. does a lot of live stuff. Yeah, he's more in than Wet I Hot American Summer. He's in that, and he's in, uh, I think he's in Parks and Rec for a bit. Like, yeah, he lawyer. is. Yeah. That threw me off. Yeah. He's fantastic. Um, so I would love to be in that position. May, obviously not to that degree, because those guys are amazing and extremely professional. Right. But I'd like to uh, lend my voice to a smaller project, mm-hmm. just to say that it's out there. Yeah. And, you know, that helps us expand even more. Right. Um, but other than that, like, uh, film a short film is on there. Right. We've tried to. We've tried several ideas. We haven't really gotten super far with it. I'm actually writing something right now mm-hmm. that uh, uh, is a lot more personal because we had that talk about um, write, the best stories are the ones that actually happen to you. Yeah. And granted that we haven't had anything super crazy or exciting happen to us yet, 
but I have a story that I think would work really well mm-hmm. in that. And I won't reveal too much. I think I've talked about it already. Right. But that is in the works. Yeah. At the moment. Um, and, like, a lot of mine, when it comes to sort of business things, are similar because this specifically, just having a podcast, has been on my list forever. Like, this is always an avenue that I've yeah. loved to express myself. And That's it's, exciting. It's one of my favorite forms of entertainment because when, I, you know, when I'm sitting at home, I don't really listen to music. I listen to podcasts because... I like to consume information, but I'm not a traditional learner. So, like, it's easier for me to listen to people talk about things and to have an engaging conversation that I can feel like I'm a part of or even just a spectator. So, like, just doing this in general is a big part of mine. But, um, like you said, website, having a successful one, but, like, even a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, something like that. That, to me, especially since we started Mm -hmm. and we've, we've got videos up, and seeing how difficult it is to grow, right. that a thousand seems so far away, mm-hmm. but it's so small compared to yeah, other like people other who channels. get hundred thousand or even ten thousand. Yeah, but like, I, I feel like it's e- it, not easy, but it's something we could do. Um, I, it's doable for sure. And like, just seeing how difficult it is, because like I'm not a tech guy at all, mm-hmm. but like, seeing how hard it is to actually sit down and have a conversation with someone for an hour or two hours where there's no pauses and like you're actually engaged with each other it's hard it is difficult and then like but also to convert this the way we do it from like garage band to itunes to imovie and then to edit a video and to find a thumbnail and then uploading it to youtube and stuff like that it is so difficult yeah. so like for me i put get a hundred episodes oh yeah just because i feel like that's, that's a, a really milestone in itself but also it's proving to ourselves that we're in this and this is what we want to do and this is what we can do so like getting to 100 i think is a big deal for me personally just because it shows how much work we've actually put into things i'm definitely adding that and before we started i was i I was telling josh i'm gonna steal some of your ideas yeah and that helps me to develop you know what i because like i said earlier i there are things that i want to do and maybe i haven't realized that i want to do them yet right that is i mean that's a small example but Mm. it was it's a good one i think yeah, and I think any time you listen to someone else's bucket list, there should always be something that you take away from that and want to put on yours. Because, again, that's part of being a human to me is that you can... Sharing experiences. Yeah, sharing experiences amazing. and being empathetic with other people and wanting to sort of, sort of do the same things as them and to be able to relate to them in those ways. Um, but, like, other stuff that I had on here, like, I, would, I really want to write a comic book. I really yeah, want to do that. that would be amazing. And, like, I've got this Avengers story in my head that I really want to get out. But, yeah, obviously this isn't the right way to do it. But, like, that's on my list is to write my Avengers story. It's I, I think it's really good, but of course I would. Well, I, I can't wait to see how that turns out. I'm yeah. sure we could find, you know, people. If you didn't want to illustrate it yourself, right? Um, there would be people out there willing to do that. Right. And, um, you know, write a book. I, I've yes. been trying to write one for a while, but I've really bad at starting and stopping things um i want to write a movie stuff like that but then we've also talked about like making an album yes we have that's definitely on mine like i'm not a musical person like i really love music but i don't know how much i have to offer when it comes to stuff like that it's something i'd really like to try and even if it's not very good i really want to make something like experimental and like even a concept album stuff like that yeah it it really maybe we could go into like spoken word yeah but like those always kind of throw me out snap in the background (laughs) But maybe that is what we should do. Um, I like that idea. And like you said, right, a TV like show. We did our episode from the ground up. 
like trying to make a TV show. Yeah. Um, I would love to make that one. Or just I definitely anyone. Think, yeah, I definitely would love to expand that field because I think about it all the time. Yeah. And it's about different stories that the characters could have and mm-hmm. relating that back to us because we had similar experiences that, right. that these guys might have, even though they're teachers. Mm-hmm. But we're also, you know, we talk about adding students. Anyway, there's that whole thing. And then, like, outside of that, I would love to do an animated television show. Like, I I really like animated shows, whether it's for adults or kids or whatever. Like, some of my really favorite ones are animated. Like, yeah. I've been watching Cowboy Bebop recently, and that show is amazing. Like, Batman the Animated Series is one of my all-time favorites. And even a show like Mission Hill, which only got a season, and I think that show's super fun. And I would love to do, like, a 13-episode miniseries animated show that's, like, self-contained. But even, like, with an animated show, you can do things that you can't do in live action. Yeah, you, yeah. Like and with a like lower that. budget, Yeah, especially. exactly. And I love flat 2D animation. I'm not a big, like, CG or 3D like animation person. Sometimes that falls uh, falls flat, ironically, yeah. because it can be really uncanny sometimes mm-hmm. and difficult to watch. Uh, I know when they did, <clears throat> I know when they did, like, the Jimmy Neutron and uh, Fairly Odd Parents crossover, mm-hmm. they put... Jimmy Neutron looked great in that flat 2D style, but Timmy Neutron and his characters, or not, uh, Timmy Turner and his characters did not look good. Yeah, it didn't they look looked good very at all. weird. And granted, the the Jimmy Neutron style of animation was strange already, mm-hmm. and a lot of the characters looked pretty weird. Right. But it's the fact that the 2D looks so much better than the 3D. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely agree. Yeah, and that's just, I feel like it's a better, I think it's a better way to express the artwork because I really like artwork it's part of the reason why I love comics it's like I love the writing but I love the artwork and like the best comic books you don't have to read you can just look at the panels and the artwork and you'll be able to understand what's happening because that's how good it can be and it should be and I feel the same thing with the show an animated show at least you Um, get a different feeling like uh, because of the artwork too yeah it's just there's a, a bunch of different stuff you can do with how you portray the art right um and then, like, more with writing stuff, I'd love to write a play. We've, we yes. tried to do that in the eighth grade for an assignment, and we were awesome at it. It was, it was awful. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad, but, but we But it was fun. a lot of fun. Exactly, and that's what matters. Um, I'd love to make a documentary. We've talked about that for a while. We were talking about doing it to sort of document our process with making this show and how, how that's sort of going for us and to document our growth and stuff like that to see if we can make an interesting narrative out of it. Yeah, it's on mine, too, to um, make a documentary. And I'd also like to make a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be super fun in almost like a better way instead of making a movie because then it, it gives the excuse for it to look a certain way exactly. and for people <laughs> to be bad actors because when you watch it, you're just like, oh, that's just an awkward person. Yeah. But it's still bad acting but it makes sense so like I feel like that's a fun it would be fun and easy yeah yeah. something that not a lot of people do on YouTube you don't see you see a lot of short films on YouTube which is great that's that's awesome to see Mm -hmm. but for someone who's trying to for people like us who are trying to break out I think making a mockumentary would be something that not a lot of people do their first yeah, time. it's kind of unique. It is It is different, yeah. Yeah. Um, it would give us a different audience. And, like, I love watching movies, but if we were ever to make a movie, I would love to see it in a film festival. Yes. Like, whether it's Sundance or Cannes or something like that, or even just, a, like, a local one, I think that would be super cool, and that's something on my list. And also, I, I don't know how, like, easily this could happen, but I would love to pitch a movie to Bill Murray. Yeah. Like, we've talked about, like, there's, like, this extenuating process of 
getting a movie from your mind to Bill Murray, and it's, like, super difficult. But it is possible. Yeah. And that's, like, I love the fact... Because you told me the process. I yeah. love the fact that he allows that process to happen at all. Right. It's... I mean, it's it's crazy, and I feel like it's something that would be worth doing if it led to anywhere, and then if it didn't, it would still be a cool story. Um, but, you know. Um, and then outside of that, like, the main thing that I really want to do, if I can't do anything else like that... Is to own my own movie theater. Oh yes, I really, really want that. That'd be amazing. Because you don't know how many movies that I watch, and I'm like, I really wish I could have seen this in the theater, or like I would have enjoyed this ten times more had I seen it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And like, there, I have a list of movies that I saw in the theater, or even I just didn't see, and I have never no interest in seeing ever again unless I could see it in a movie theater. Yeah, like. Because it just enhances it so much, like, the sound, the audio, but even the visuals of, like, the large screen, and then, but, like, just the chairs sitting in, too, and I don't really like seeing movies with a lot of people, unless they're comic book movies. Like, yeah, outside that, of that, that I don't really like it. a really fun experience. Yeah, it's so everyone's cool. super into it, and yeah. knowing that there's a lot of people who feel the same way that you do. Mm-hmm. And, like, this summer, I've, seen, so I've seen a lot of the... Um, Turner classic movies in the theaters. I saw The Graduate and Saturday Night Fever and mm. The Godfather and The Fifth mm-hmm. Element. And, like, I'd already seen The Godfather, but seeing it in theaters was, like, that so like a insane. Crazy experience. And, like, seeing The Graduate in theaters, too, with the Simon and Garfunkel music and the cool cinematography, like, all of it was so cool and it made me enjoy those movies way more than I would have if I was in my living room. Mm. So, like, owning my own theater, being able to pick and choose, like, yeah, you've got the new movies that come in that people can come and see, but, like, Every, you know, Wednesday we're going to show a classic movie or, like, we'll start a series of comic book movies, stuff like that. Like, I just feel like that would be so cool and to create a schedule like that, but then to also see the movies that I love in in that form, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, so. it, it comforts me knowing that movie theaters will be around for forever as long as movies are coming out. Because right. you have Netflix, but you don't get that same experience. You, get, you have to watch it at home on a TV or even on your phone, you know? Right. Uh, not, uh, you know, you can't get that experience anywhere but the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see, I really, really don't see people having theaters in their homes, you know, 30 years from now. Right. So it's good to know that the theater business model mm-hmm. will be around for a long time because I would love to be involved in that. Yeah. I would love to, you know, maybe if you were the, the CEO, I would love to be uh, the guy who deals with your finances right. <laughs> because I love dealing with money and handling <laughs> money. Uh, and that's kind of why I'm going to school for it, I right. guess. Yeah. But that is something I would love. It's just I such a cool it, yeah. thing, and yeah. like, not everyone has the opportunity to have that. Like, and I guess you have to really love movies to want it. But like, I do. And again, like it, I would never leave. I would just be there watching movies yeah. the entire time. <laughs> I it would be so crazy. And even if I could have like a home theater, that would be cool. But I really want the business aspect of it too. And it would be a real theater for, like, film lovers. And even it would appeal to casual people also. But And I don't even need a chain or anything. Just, like, one theater that's nice and a good area that that would fulfill my dreams, honestly. Exactly. That would just be I so wouldn't cool. want to be part of a chain. Yeah. Because the, the theater by our house, or by our houses, has been... It's been bought and sold, like, three different times yep. in, the, in the time that I started living in this area. So many rebrands. Um, yeah. It's it gets it gets ridiculous because you have to sit through you know their advertisements before you get to see the the trailers or before right. you see the actual movie, mm-hmm. and seeing like a ton of different ones mm-hmm. except you see that one like 
30 times it's the worst. before it switches to another one. It's, yeah. it's a horrible experience. But owning our own place yeah. wouldn't do that at all. You can choose what plays before exactly. it and stuff like that. And like I, I, There's this um, on Access TV, they have like a three-hour show called Nothing But Trailers, and they just yes. play movie trailers. Yeah. I would love to have that once a month at a theater called Nothing But Trailers where you sit there for an hour hour and a half maybe and you just watch all the movie trailers that have been released for like the next six months i think that would be super good probably not a lot of people would do it yeah i I, but that would be so cool for me at least i think that'd be a really cool idea we've done that before right we just yeah well yeah in the living room just just watching 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 nothing but trailers on like the show but seeing it on the big screen like that would be so cool um like that's something i would do but those are mainly all of my business decisions or not decisions, but items that I really have on the list. The rest are just kind of random fun things that I would like yeah. to do. So I the I had the business ones, the ones that I wanted to do uh, as far as Just Mash goes and as far as owning my own place goes. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have something I would like to... I, for the longest time, I've wanted to own my own recording studio. Right. For at least the past five years, that's always been at the top of my... That's always been at the top of my to-do list, um, but not really because that's incredibly difficult. <laughs> um I imagine, you know, uh, just running it one man, uh, I produce whatever, I'll, I'll be the mixer, the sound engineer, whatever. Right. But it's an extremely affordable option for, you know, new musicians or people that don't have the funds. Because as of right now, you can go to a, you can go to a studio, mm-hmm. but it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost you a crazy amount of money. Right. Or you could spend $1,000 once and set up your own you know, home recording studio, mm-hmm. which I've I've come close to doing, but I think I've spent over that, and I don't have the equipment that I need. Oh shit! Because I was dumb and wanted to spend a ton of money. Dumb and, and young. now yeah, that that was over a four year time period. Right. But I had no. I still really don't have an uh, a fantastic clue of what I'm doing. But I have a better right. idea. Now, having a studio that is a cheap option, and having someone who knows what they're doing in there, mm-hmm. that is an incredibly unique experience <laughs> right now, especially. And th- people predict that recording studios will be extinct in the next 10 to 15 years because oh, yeah. of... Uh, unless it's for an extremely popular musician right. who can afford to have run their own studio, essentially. Mm-hmm. But for the average musician, you right. know, who's a broke college student or who doesn't have a job, and music is their job. They mm-hmm. don't have a whole lot of money at their expense to be able to do this. So that's something I would love to do is give them a way to record and have a professionally sounding album or song or whatever they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do that. And I think of all the musicians out there that we've never heard of just because they didn't have the money to do something. Exactly. That crushes me. Yeah. Because, you know, what if there was another Kurt Cobain out there Mm -hmm. that just couldn't find a way to get his music heard. Now, right. uh, granted, we have SoundCloud and stuff like that, but to get really good sounding audio, mm-hmm. you need decent equipment. Professional sounding. Yeah. And I imagine it would be really rewarding, too, telling something like that, to be able to help out younger artists yeah. and, and things like that. But also, like we talked about, it'd be cool to have a podcast yeah. room in there, too. It'd be a good, we can it'd be a good like, there. headquarters, yeah. almost. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool idea. And I, I can't. I, the really the only expensive thing would be the place and the physical location. Yeah, like rent and stuff. But other than that, I can see myself trying trying to start one up in the next ten years or so. Yeah, that's something I would like to accomplish by the time I'm thirty. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. But that was the only other thing I had on the business side. Yeah, mm-hmm. another category I went into is like travel. Oh yeah. Uh, I would love to go to Canada. Uh, I would love to stay at least a night in every one of the states. Right. Uh, 
because I would like to see all the all the big things. In mm-hmm. some states, you have to stay multiple days in to get all the the full experience, which I'm okay with. Right. But I would love to do it all in one sitting. Um, <laughs> like just one just after to, the other. Yeah, like a few, take a few months out of the year right. and travel around your country. Yeah. And then I've never really been super excited about traveling to other countries. Mm-hmm. I would love to take a European tour, though. Yeah, you know, hit all the cool. all the Italy and France and the UK especially. I would love to stay in the UK for like a week mm-hmm. and see all that stuff. But um, maybe even like Japan. I would love to visit Tokyo. Yeah, that'd that be really sounds cool. like a crazy experience, especially because Japan has their own unique culture mm-hmm. uh, that you can't really get anywhere other than Japan. And I guess every country has that. Right. But when you get into Europe, everything seems to kind of blend together. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I haven't really added too many big places to travel. Uh, right. I want to see all the you know the big monuments. Like I haven't seen the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. which I know a lot of people have. Right. And I've always wanted to, but I was thinking about it the other day. That is such a massive piece of American culture that I've never been able to see in person before. Right. And my mom, both my parents have. My sister's going to New York at the end of the summer mm-hmm. in like a few weeks, so she'll get to see it. Um, just everyone that I, everyone that I know and thinking about it, so many people have been able to see that. I want to see that. Is that like your number one landmark? It's my number one landmark so far. Wow. But... Uh, until like last year I hadn't seen the ocean yeah that was crazy I was so excited yeah for our trip to Destin just to see the I mean was that the Gulf of Mexico that we saw down in Mirabar even Uh, so I don't think so it could have been I don't remember what body of water it was but it was a massive right and just knowing that it went out for you know hundreds of miles yeah like there's no end to it's that. insane like i get that feeling well, it's gonna be lame but i get that feeling when we play gta yeah and if i get stranded in the water it's exactly. like there's no escape from this yeah i agree with you and like i had a similar thought but i didn't want my list to be go to this city is yeah. one item in this city so what i just did was put go to the 100 cities yep. and i made a list of 100 cities i want to go to and see the 100 landmarks and i made a list of the 100 landmarks that I want to see, just so it takes up those two. But yeah, like, that's that's how I condensed mine. I every all those together. every major city, every major landmarks really on there. Um, and I've there's only been like five or six things that have been on every bucket list I've ever made, and it's really? always go to all 50 states. Yeah, like that is something that I would love to do. I think it'd be so cool to just say you've been to, and especially like Alaska and Hawaii, because those are kind of difficult. Yeah. At least, especially if you have to go to extra length. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like those. Those have always been something for me, and the cities, like you said, New York, Tokyo, Paris, different stuff like that, I think would be really cool, and off the top landmarks, I don't, I don't know that I have, like, like, a number one landmark, but something that, I, another item I put on there was go to a hundred famous movie locations Ooh, and recreate that's... scenes, oh, like, man. like, you know, um, the house in Back to the Future where Marty McFly lives uh-huh. like people live there but they let people go there all the time oh, and take so pictures cool. and shit to like go there and recreate one of the scenes yes and like there's tons of locations like that around Hollywood but like we even find a DeLorean and then yes. draw it yeah but oh, like even in Louisville where, li- where we live like Stripes with Bill Murray was filmed here so like there's locations you can go to where you can like in the city uh, downtown Louisville where you could like really recreate a scene from Stripes even just like my ideal thing would to be to go and then frame a picture in the same way that it was in the movie, the same shot that it was in the movie, and put yourself in the actor's shoes and dress like them and recreate it 
on your own. And then you could have just an entire photo album of the yeah. picture from the movie, and, and then uh, you yeah, right exactly. next to each other, and that's the whole page. I think that would be so cool. And even like extending past like movies, it could be TV shows or even album covers. Like oh, that would be a really cool. Would be really cool too. And like, like a lot of people do the Abbey Road one. That's on my list. Yeah. Walk across Abbey Road. And, like, I don't even need a photograph, but going along with what I was saying, like, I would. But, like, that's always been on mine is to walk across Abbey Road because I'm such a Beatles that, fan. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, and it's such it's so an iconic. easy one to do. Yeah. But, like, to do it actually there, like, at a crosswalk, and, like, that would be insane. But, yeah, like, and I like landmarks, but, again, like, movies are close to me, and they're something that I really care about. So to take it one step further and to recreate specific moments and find out where they were filmed and look at the locations and to recreate those, I think it would be a really cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's on mine. But, yeah. As far as movies go, I have uh, a few, like, milestones on there. Mm-hmm. I have See a Thousand, which I could accomplish by the end of the year, I think, right. if I tried extremely hard. I'm about 250 away, so mm. it's not it's not awful, but it's it's a lot for five months. Yeah, and then I have C5000, which I think I could get to by the time I'm 30 <laughs> potentially. Potentially, yeah. And then I really hope that I live long enough to see 10,000 movies. That was the one I put on mine. Really, 10,000. 10, yeah, because I'm at 9:30 right now. Yeah, and like. I feel like I will hit a thousand before December, but I'm super like lazy and unmotivated, <laughs> and it's hard for me to sit down and just watch like a random movie unless someone else says, "Let's watch a movie." Um, so it's easier for me to um, if if someone just suggests like, "Hey, let's watch this movie," I watch movies all day in any ones. But when it comes down to the choice of like actually choosing one to watch. There's so many options, and I get so overwhelmed with it, and I, I never choose, and I end up getting on Twitter for, for an hour. Yeah, like, I mean, last last weekend on Netflix, yeah. we literally scrolled through every option, yep. and just talking about the titles, oh, have you seen that? No, but I've seen this one, or yeah. we spent an hour and a half yep. just scrolling through Netflix. Didn't choose I think a, a lot of people watch. have that problem. Oh, yeah. Just, because I could do that. Yeah. I do that a lot already. And I never hit on it because of that. Like, I just know I'm going to be overwhelmed with options. And that's why I end up watching The Office for the 100th time. Because <laughs> I know it's comfortable and it's easy and I can just watch it and relax. And I don't have to worry about paying attention and I can go in and out and it's fine. So, like, that's my issue. But I figure 10,000, like, that's that's something that is accomplishable for a lifetime. And it's, like, not something I'm going to cross off next year. Right. You know? Like, it's, it's a it good thing. It takes work. Thing. And yeah, not exactly. a lot of people can see can say yeah. I've seen and recorded and or documented uh, 10,000 films. Right. And think about how many movies are going to come out next year? A ton. How many movies are going to come out the year after that? An even bigger ton. Like if you limit yourself to a certain number, like 10,000 I guess it is, but like the amount of movies that exist today, there will never be a less amount moving forward. Yeah. Like no movies are going to just disappear like that. Oh wow. That like really there will always be Another 2,000 movies every year. So, like, your list of wanting to see and wanting to see is just going to get longer and longer and longer. And you won't be able to see every movie Yeah, ever. you won't catch up. And, like, that was something I used to struggle with, was, like, well, what's the point of me crossing all these movies off my list and documenting every one that I've seen if I'm not going to be able to see all of them? Because, like, look, I just watched a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Two more movies just came out. So it's, like, I essentially made no progress. But then I really took a step back with it. and was like, okay, 10,000 is a number... I can get to that number. And especially if they're all movies I want to see, then it's fine. Um, 
And then, along with that, log 10,000 movies onto Letterboxd, yeah. which is the website. They're really the same entry, same on the list, but, you know, it's it's the same thing, I guess. Yeah. As far as uh, other movie-related stuff, I want to be, I put down on here specifically, be both si- be on both sides of an audition. Mm-hmm. So I would like to give an audition and have people perform in front of us right. for a part, but I would also like to audition for a part. And both of those seem very uh, achievable. Mm-hmm. Uh Especially because I've always wanted to try acting. Right. I don't think I'm particularly good at it mm-hmm. because I've never tried, and I've never, you know, when we did the plays in grade school, we were always the backstage people, right? Which I love doing. I yeah. love being in, you know, the behind the scenes person. But I would also like to try and being not in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. But I think I would be, I would behoove. It would behoove me. That's the word I was looking for. It behoove me to try out this different thing. Right, and I feel like. Obviously, I don't work in movies, and I'm not a casting agent or anything, so I could be full of shit. But I think it would be super beneficial to everyone if the people giving, like, um, interviews and stuff like that had also done them, too. Like, trying out for, like, an acting role. Like, doing an audition. I feel like it it would help out the person who's doing the audition, but also the person watching, because they know what it's like, you know? So I think, like, what you were saying, like, I think that's a really good kind of goal to have for anyone involved in that industry to to be able to say like yeah i know what that feels like and then i think it would make me more comfortable if i had known like well they've done it before you know mm-hmm. um but yeah like i i don't think of myself as an actor but that's something i'd like to try it's like you were saying i would feel more comfortable in front of a microphone than a camera but that's something that could change and if it was something i cared about i feel like it would change um so yeah i and like i all of my like once with movies were really in the business thing but something that has really consumed my list is like I'm a huge wrestling fan uh-huh. and like like I've got a bunch of wrestling centric things but really 10 things like I really want to go to Wrestlemania I would love yeah, and I've, I'm not a huge wrestling fan right. but the times that I do watch wrestling like mm-hmm. my first big events were all Wrestlemanias right. and I had an awesome time just sitting around with people that knew mm-hmm. had the, the sport and knew what they were talking about that was a cool experience right and it's a massive show yeah it's a spectacle like all these cool names like it's it is definitely the biggest event in so I would definitely love, in my opinion. love to go to wrestling. it would be such a fun time yeah like even if you're in shitty seats like that's another thing is like just as a wrestling fan like there's so many of them that a lot of people aren't vocal about it but also you rarely ever really meet any of them but to have all of them in one building at one time watching the biggest show of the year, like, freaking out. Like, I feel like that would be so cool. And, like, um, I also put Go to Royal Rumble on there, which is, like, this really cool night, but there's, like, this really cool 30-man match, and there's a lot of surprises and stuff, and the winner of it gets to main event WrestleMania every year. So, like, it's this cool thing that I would really like to go because it would be fun. Yeah. Um, That sounds insane. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. Insane. And um, there's this like, subsect of WWE called NXT, and it's, like, they're developmental, but it's really where they take the best wrestlers from around the world and put them on the same cards, and just the best matches of the year happen there. Like, it's super cool, so I would love to go to one of those shows, and I've been watching, like, the whole catalog of episodes. They have about... I think 500, and I'm on, like, 123, something like that. Or maybe... It's a lot. Maybe 200, I don't remember it, but it started in 2010. Uh, I've been watching through that, and that's really cool. But then, like, right under the Rumble and WrestleMania for me is to go see Wrestle Kingdom in Tokyo, Japan. 
in the Tokyo is that Dome. Where, is that where AJ Styles is from? Did he start He over wrestled there? there. He didn't start over there, but he went there, and, like, the company is called New Japan Pro Wrestling, and, like, their main title is the IWGP Championship, and, like, there's only five. They call them Gaijins, who are foreigners, so, like, people not from there. There's only been five who have ever won it, and AJ was one of them. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Brock Lesnar was another one. Um but, like, in every January, their WrestleMania is called Wrestle Kingdom. And it's generally way better than WrestleMania in terms of <laughs> okay. match quality. Like, really? Amazing. Like, I've watched Wrestle Kingdom 11, and it's so good. And 10's really good, too. But um, WrestleMania is there for more of the spectacle of the event. Yeah, and to that like, makes sense. To go crazy with stuff and to just have fun, and it's a good that. time. Whereas Wrestle Kingdom is, like, what you watch to be, like blown away by the athleticism and the storytelling and stuff like that it's crazy um but that goes with going to tokyo i'd really like to go there because i like japanese culture but seeing new japan's wrestle kingdom i think that would be so cool and like i said that's under mania and the royal rumble for me um but like we used to make like things out of duct tape and like which was a lot of fun it was awesome and it was a really cool way for us to be creative yeah and like but in wrestling they have the championships like the belts that they wear and stuff and carry around and i started making those out of duct tape and like i really like the ones i've made um i really might like to make one for just mash oh yeah be brilliant yeah but um i would love to have a real actual like championship belt that's gold worth you know two or three thousand dollars like that's on my list i would be willing to pay however much it costs because i want that um do they sell those options you can't like you can buy them from the people who make the belts for like wwe and the companies it just costs two or three thousand dollars and it takes a year or two because it's like you're working with leather and it's gold and you're on a wait list and because a bunch of people want them, but they're really expensive, but it takes time to make them. So. I think that is a price point which a few people can't afford. Enough right. people to have a wait list, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's not awful mm-hmm. if you have a lot of money to throw around. Right, yeah. And and again, like I feel like that's the best sort of expression for me as a wrestling fan. And I've had like replica belts and stuff like that, but just to have a real one, I think would be super cool. And obviously, like even... For a non-wrestling fan, there's value in that item because it's made out of gold and the leather, like, stuff like that. So, like, it would hold its value yeah, regardless. Um, easily. And then I guess the ultimate thing as a wrestling fan that I put on this list is to have a match. I would love... Like, I wouldn't be good. Oh I know it, it would be dangerous. I'm cool with it. I'm not athletic. I'm out of shape. It's okay. But I would love to learn to wrestle and then to put on a match in front of a crowd. Like, a 15-minute match... Even if it's the shits, I really want that to happen. I would, I would train like I would train five hours a day every day for like months, just so it's even good, even if I'm not. But like, that's something I've dreamed of, and like my cousin and I used to wrestle on the trampoline for hours on end every day with the duct tape belts. <laughs> so like, I know there's plenty of places, especially around here, that I could go and learn to wrestle. And I don't have any interest in like being a wrestler or having it as an opportunity, nor would I want to disrespect the people who are and, you know, make fun of what they do for a living or anything like that. Because I really do respect it, and I would like to experience it, so I respect it more, you know? Yeah. So that's definitely on mine. I really want to do that. So uh, we've covered the travel places. There were a few that I missed. Uh, a lot of them are food-related. Oh, yeah? I haven't tried pizza in Italy. Oh, that's And cool. I would love to have a beer in an Irish pub. Yeah. 
because that is such an iconic. The Irish are known for their for their fantastic bars, and I'm right. even thinking of Paddy's Pub from It's Always Sunny. Yes, even if it's like one of those mm. in in Ireland, just the fact that it's in Ireland and it's a pub, right? I would I need to do those things. I will not be satisfied until I. I mean, I won't be satisfied if I don't get to complete everything on this list, but. Right. Like a beer and that's, a pretzel yeah. in Germany. Yeah, oh, oh man. Stuff like that. Yes. And that makes me think of beer fests because oh, I would love yeah. that. Like, even if it's a stereotypical experience, I, love I want that stereotypical experience. The movie is so amazing. I'm adding that, too. To yeah. the, I mean, because I had, like, go to Paris, Tokyo, Berlin, all those big cities. Mm-hmm. But having that specifically on there, that's got to be there now. And, like, now that you said that, there's this other thing I have on my list that isn't really related, but this one time... I was. It was before we left for Destin. Both of these things happened within 24 hours. I was sitting on my laptop in the living room, and it was pouring down, like raining and thundering and lightning, and it was insane. I love that. But like, I was listening to music, and I pressed shuffle, and the first song that came up was called Shelter from the Storm by Bob Dylan. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's oh really cool. God. And then on the way to Destin, as the sun was rising, it was probably 5.36 a.m., here comes, Here comes the, the sun, sun came on by the Beatles. <laughs> and I was like, I want 100 moments like that. 100 moments that just work out by accident. They cannot be preplanned. Right, you can't. You the have sunrise no while Here Comes the Sun plays, shelter from the storm during a storm. I want 100 of those. So I put that on my list. I've already got two, so I'll make progress. Yeah, I mean, the best way to do that is just to listen to a ton of music constantly with yeah. whatever you're doing, yep. which isn't a bad way to live anyways. Right. Just completely engrossed in music, because we've always, you know, mm. we've always gone really deep into the into the music world. Right, and I feel like music's the easiest way for it to happen, but even, like, watch Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day, yeah. even if it was just on accident, something like that, like fun stuff like that. Fun little that, coincidences. Yeah, like things that only happen when the stars align, and it's not a big deal. It doesn't affect anything, but it's a moment that you could sit and say, that is neat. Yeah, and I really and tell enjoy people it. about it, and it's, yeah. it's mildly interesting. And like, but. an example is the other day, I told you, I was watching King of the Hill while I was asleep, and one character on there started singing Rock the Casbah by The Clash. And I love that song, and I noticed it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I went to sleep, and about 12 hours later, I'm watching Bob's Burgers, and the janitor starts singing Rock the Casbah by The Clash. And I was like, what the fuck? What are the odds that there are two adult-oriented animated shows that would play this one song, have one of their characters singing, and it would play on the same day? Like, how is that possible? I'm going to count that as one of the hundred. Yeah, no, (laughs) I would would definitely count that. I didn't even think about it. Like, stuff like that, though, in general, I think those are really cool life experiences that one day you could just tell someone about. They're fun, neat little stories that don't mean anything, but at at the same time, they do, you know? No, I I totally understand. Actually, on one of my, one of the things on my list is, like, get really good at storytelling and tell an amazing story. Yes. And I think that's something that would, yeah, yeah, it'd have to be something, and I don't know, I could tell the perfect story in a year or two, but Mm. having the perfect story also comes with having good experiences or having uh, interesting experiences. Right. So I think that is, that is still ahead of us. Right. But I've always I love good good storytellers are amazing, mm-hmm. and I would love to be a part of that the the group of people that can tell a really good story. Right. Because I've never been you know when I'm just talking with friends I've never been really good at uh, keeping up with the, what I want to say and I've always had trouble wording my thoughts correctly. Mm-hmm. That's and this has helped me a ton right. as far as speaking coherently, but that's something I would love to master yeah. is the art of storytelling. And that's a really good TED Talk. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of them out there about storytelling. I was about to say watching TED Talks helps with that. Yeah. Because then you, you sort of learn when to say certain things and when to pause make pauses in a story for people to really understand stuff. And I'm not saying I know how I'm good at it, but yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm that is an example it. of ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the perfect example of a good storyteller is George Lucas. I think he is a wonderful storyteller, but a bad writer. Yeah. Like... Because the Star Wars movies are insane like that, but there's bad writing in a lot of the ones that he wrote. Mm-hmm. But he's like a wonderful storyteller because he can think of this amazing universe and all these yeah, things that well, happen. He built the most um, like memorable, yeah. creative, expansive, the coolest world. universe ever. Yeah, and like easily. But sometimes when expressing it, it didn't really translate super well. But the ideas are there. So mm-hmm. like I, again, and not to pick on him or anything because he's obviously awesome, but. Being a good storyteller and a good writer are two different things, but to master both, I think, is really cool. Um, Not a lot of people get to no. say that they have that ability, and I want that. Right, yeah. And I would lo- like I like you were saying, I would love to be better at storytelling, and watching those TED Talks and stuff helps, but would you want to give a TED Talk? I would like, well, first of all, attending one. Yeah, that was on. It's it's like one of the first few things I put on there. Yeah. It's because from a, I can remember from when they first started putting them on YouTube, I was engrossed completely with what all these people that I've never heard of, but people that I wish I'd heard of before had to say. Uh, attending one is on there, and I would love to give one now that you say that. Right. I've honestly not considered it. Because oh, really? of because of I've never really been that great at storytelling. But if right. one of my goals is to get good at it, mm-hmm. then I think I would. It's I good would means love, to I would love to get a TED talk. Yeah. yeah, and I was that's what I was, I was like. Well, would I want to put that on there? And I was like, well, maybe. And I still haven't, but I might as well because I, I still haven't fully finished. I've got a bunch of room to put more stuff on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's the best part. We, we're still expanding these lists. Yeah, there's plenty of room. They don't to have to be completed by the time that we're 20 because right. why should they? You mm-hmm. know, you're going to have new interests and new experiences 10 years later. So this is obviously going to change. Right. And that's a good thing. Um, and like one of the main things on my list is we've talked about it in the past, but there are really like five celebrities that have influenced my life and I put to meet all five of them and for me it's Bob Dylan, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Kevin Smith and Stanley. And I've already met Stanley, so I'm 20% of the way there. That's a, that still blows my mind. I know or I because I he's such a huge when I think person, about it. right? Like I and forget the fact that you sat down one on one. I shook his hand. Yeah. Took a picture with him, spoke oh, to him. God, that's so cool. He called me a true believer and I cried almost. It oh was, man. Like, I, I look at the picture all the time and just think, like, this is insane. And I've got really, like, crazy eyes in the picture, too, because yeah. I'm, like, I just, I, lo- I really love the picture, too. I think it turned out awesome. And the experience I got to have meeting him was so cool. And, like, we got so much for, it was at, like, a Comic-Con, and we had, like, a two-and-a-half-hour Q&A with him, and it was, like, 30 people in the room, and we all got to ask Stan a bunch of questions, and he, like, signed posters for us, and then whatever... Um, like item we brought and like the comic I brought is called like um, they had DC Comics like Stanley's a Marvel guy but DC Comics had Stanley write stories for all of their major characters and it was called Stanley's Just Imagine hmm. and I had his issue of Batman that he wrote and I got him oh, to sign that wow. it's really cool it's a nice story too um, but like if I ever met him again I would love to meet him again obviously but um I was really happy with meeting him. I had such a great experience. That's one of, like, the top ten moments 
of my life, and it's something that I think about a lot. I like go back and relive that whole experience. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you got to have that because you, that's something awesome. not a lot of people get to, and yeah, especially because I mean, he's getting up there. Yeah, that like, you know the chances to meet him are getting shorter. And he's such a genuine person, man. And they say like, don't meet your heroes because it might not end up well, but. He's su- he's my hero. Like he's so awesome in every way, and I just love the type of person he is. That's I love amazing. his wit. I love the way he talks. He's just so cool, and he's responsible for modern pop culture, in my opinion. Yeah, I he think, is. I think that popular culture draws from comic books. It always has, and I think it always will. But seeing how that it's sort of turned with. Even sequential storytelling starts in comic books, and then it translates to television, and now movies. How many sequels does Fast and Furious have? Too many. Yeah, exactly. That's a TV show, not a movie. <laughs> that's But that's sequential storytelling. Comic books have softened us up to that and made us realize that that is a thing, and that's why you have after credit scenes and you wait. You don't get resolution to a story until five movies later now because of comic books. And even the way that movies are paced nowadays are based off of com- Like, there's just so much, and Stanley's responsible for it all. And I have so much respect. Which is for crazy him. to think about. Yeah, it's just how how one person can influence so much. Um, and then Kevin Smith, I feel like, is in the same vein with all the stuff he's done. And I even have on here record a podcast with Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. See, that's got to be on my. Not even because I've, I've loved the guy for so long, because mm-hmm. I'm extremely new to his uh, philosophies and all the stuff that he's about. Right. But he is an awesome dude, and he's, he's, such a good he's what I want to be. Yeah. I want to be like him. One hundred percent. If I could be him, I would be. Yeah. Like, I love Kevin Smith. I think he's awesome, and it's a goal of me. Because, like, I've li- there's not a day that's gone by probably since 2013 that I haven't listened to some one of his podcasts. Like, wow. I worked my way through Fat Man on Batman's catalog, and it was awesome. It's where he interviews a different writer or artist or actor from, like, the Batman mythos. Super cool. And then his main show, Smodcast, with Scott Moser, is so fucking funny. <laughs> like, their Scan BC segments are so funny. Like, I love that. It's awesome. Um, and, like, he's got a new podcast. I don't remember what it's called, but um, it's, like, him and another guy watch every episode of Frasier and do commentary oh, wow. on it. That's like that's it's crazy. Just, it's so cool. And I would love to have a podcast empire like yeah. he does with Smodcast, but in general, just to, to meet him and even be friends with him or just to be interviewed by him. Or like on my list. we could get the uh, the license, the Smodcast license. Yeah, so where you know, because does he do head. that? Does he like host other podcasts? I think his... there's like there's this one called Tell Him Steve Dave, and it has Walt from Comic Book Men and Brian from Comic uh, Book okay. Men, and then Q from Practical Jokers. What? Yeah, it's them because Q I think built Kevin Smith's website in the nineties. No. they're like good friends. That's insane. Yeah, so like Tell Him Steve Dave is a podcast with them three. If you watch from Practical Jokers, every episode Q is wearing like a Tell Him Steve Dave shirt. <laughs> And they even made jokes about it on the show. Um, but, like, that podcast is really good. That. Uh, that's really where the show Comic Book Man comes from, I think, is that podcast. Because it's just them bullshitting about the store and each yeah. other. Um, so, like, I think it's, it would be possible to get a podcast under the Smodcast banner. Um, I don't know. Maybe that should be a goal. Yeah. But um, it sounds like it, like they're personal friends of Kevin yeah. Smith. People so, he interacts yeah. with. Which obviously. makes sense. Yeah. And but I, at the same I totally time. I get it. Um, and then, like, the, this dude isn't on, like, the top five I want to meet, but, like, Mark Marin is another person I really like, and he has a podcast called WTF, and I want to be interviewed by him. That's on my list. Like, I really want to. I, I love his show. Um, and he's on Glow, too, the new Netflix show. But then the other three dudes that I have to meet are Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr. I've been a Beatles fan since I was born, 
and Bob Dylan, <laughs> who I idolize. Like those those five people are really important to me, and I'm glad I've met Stanley. And it would suck if I didn't get to meet any of the other ones, but that's something I'm definitely striving towards. I really want to meet them. Yeah. Just to even just say thank you. It's achievable. Yeah. Definitely. Even if you have to, like, yeah. you know, seek it out and, like, follow them and go to their events and get the backstage passes or whatever you have to do. Right. And, like, without them, I wouldn't be who I am today. So, like, they, I don't want to say they play just as much of a role as, like, family in my life, but they... A huge one. They are a big part in guiding Which is, the person that I've That's become. crazy because, you know, your family's influenced you because you're around them so much. Right. But this person you've never even met, and they've influenced you that much. They don't know I exist. Much. Yeah, exactly. But they have been so important to the development of me I, and my thoughts I and wonder, beliefs. I wonder if those guys ever just sit down and think. Like, I, I, know. I, I know that it sounds really egotistic, to sit down and think, oh, I've influenced millions of people. I've but, affected a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, like, knowing that what you say mm-hmm. matters to so many people right. would make me so uncomfortable. It's like, I pe- these people are putting way too much trust in me. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I how can I perform? Or how can I uh, live up to those expectations? Yeah, I think it's a heavy burden to carry. but And I respect them so much more for doing it. Because, I mean, look at all five of those people. Those, they are influential people who spearheaded, like, a new thing. Mm. Like, and I'm sure they're all humble, and I know they would, you know, deny it or whatever. But they're they're all really cool people, and I think they should be on Time's Most Influential People every year. To me, because they are for me. They are the most influential people to me. Um, But, yeah, those are the five people I just have to meet. That, that's on mine. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I have a list like that. It, it's not five people yet, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I recently added The Rock, just because oh, yeah. of how because he does he does so much in popular culture, mm-hmm. but also as a person, he's right. really motivational, mm-hmm. uh, and he's really just over around the clock good dude. Right. Um, but another person that I would really love to meet is I grew up watching MythBusters. Right. And doing really dumb shit as a kid because of that show. I would love to meet Adam Savage and Janie Hyman. Uh, and Adam, as Adam Savage does a lot of podcast work, too. He has tested right. and then still entitled The Adam Savage Project. He does a lot of stuff on there. But um, he also does a lot of, like, creative shit. Because mm-hmm. um, he worked on this... Uh, R two D two for the Star Wars prequels, right? Um, Costume work, yeah. He did a lot. Yeah, he did a yeah. lot of the prop work. He and Jamie both did. I think that's how they met. Oh but, yeah. But um, he's done so much in the world of special effects mm-hmm. and science and making stuff. And I've never really had an extreme interest in you know making stuff physically. Mm-hmm. I've always been a sort of more you know I'm going to write something or make this song or whatever. But. The fact that he's done so much for movies right. and for uh, just science in general is insane to think about. And he's a really, he's a really good dude. He, he's, he's gotten extremely vocal about his opinions on Twitter, which I don't like as much. Yeah. Um, so that kind of bummed me out a little bit. But still, yeah. uh, as, from leaving that out, mm. I'd still really like to meet him. You know, it was funny because the other day, like at Comic-Con, Kevin Smith hosts stuff for IMDb. Yeah, that and was, him and I know Adam Savage did insane. that. And I sent you a picture of it, and I said, when worlds collide. Because, oh, like, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. You're a huge Adam Savage fan. Yeah. And once I saw it, I was like, 
That is insane. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't have think of them as meeting. Yeah. And he does crazy. he does so much shit at Comic-Con, like, that the costumes that he creates are outstanding. Right. And I would love to be able to have him make me something. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Because does he, he do, did, like, commissions? Uh, he, does, he does stuff on his uh, website, or not his website, his YouTube channel, where he mm-hmm. does one-day builds for people. Oh, like, cool. people will send him submissions. And there was one, he built, like, a Nerf gun for some guy for a, a, a cosplay. So he spent, like, several hours building this Nerf gun for some other dude. Cool. It was it was amazing. Hmm. But I love watching his, like, one-day build segments. And right. It's, it's, he has a really binge-worthy uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, that makes sense. And, like, I, I only have five, but if I expanded it to ten, like you said, The Rock would be on there. Kid Cudi would be on there. Because yeah. he's the, the same as Bob Dylan and The Beatles for me, like... I've listened so much to Kid Cudi's music, and I respect him a lot as a person because he's been very vocal recently about his mental health issues and depression and anxiety, and that's something I relate to. And I think it's cool that he's out there doing stuff for that. Um, but then even Jason Mewes, who is Jay and Jay and Silent Bob, yeah. I met him, so that would be yeah, one did. to take off. But like thinking about like I've listened. There's a podcast him and Kevin Smith do called Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, and it's about his addiction to drugs and how he's staying off of drugs and stuff. Like, he's a really cool person, too, and he's easily, like, the nicest celebrity I've ever met. I don't know, like, four or five, but, like, yeah. out of all of them I've met, That's he's still my more favorite than I've to met. me. That's, I mean, I I've, I've, can't think of any people that I've met, right. any cele- any major celebrities that I've either, they've acknowledged me and I've acknowledged them. Right. Like, I've seen a few just because of the Comic-Cons that we've been to, mm-hmm. but... I would on my list is to meet five celebrities. Right. I have I don't have any on that list right now. But another person I would like to meet, uh, just going back to because you were talking about Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. Eminem is definitely on my list because oh, I yeah. listened to him growing up mm-hmm. a shit ton, and I've seen every like interview he's ever done. There's actually a new show on Netflix called The Defiant Ones that uh, I think it's on Netflix. It might not be. I think it's it might just be on HBO. No, yeah, it's, it's on that. HBO. But there's an episode of, uh, it's got Eminem and Dr. Dre on it. And mm-hmm. it's how Dr. Dre and Eminem met. Right. It's insane. Because Eminem was, uh, he started from nothing in, uh, off the wrong side of Six Mile or whatever. But he had a really rough childhood. And he had that whole thing with his, uh, his ex-wife. And then having a kid at a really, really young age. Mm-hmm. And being broke. And wanting to get into the scene where not... No white people were in it at all, and I don't know if you've seen the movie Eight Mile. No, um, it's it's fantastic. I mean, he's not an extremely great actor, right? But the, his story is amazing, and yeah. he he has struggled with drug addiction before, and he's clean now, I think. Mm-hmm. But one, I love his music too. He's I don't know if he's an extremely nice person, but he's extremely genuine in everything that he does. Yeah, he seems very real. Yeah, he's very he's very down to earth. He's very grounded, mm-hmm. and even seeing that in the Defiant ones, because I, I watched that episode with him and Dre. Right. Um, and them meeting is also a really cool story. Mm-hmm. But just he's he's influenced that culture so much. Right. And he brought a new audience into it. Yeah. And he brought a lot of young people in too, and yeah. that was a really controversial thing when he was getting big. Is a lot of parents didn't want their kids listening to Eminem or whatever. There's a lot of humor type yeah. music and like goofy, especially his early stuff. Yeah, like and nowadays it's not really like that because it's taken a lot more of a serious turn and not mm-hmm. even dramatic, but like important type stuff. Whereas it used to be satirical towards pop culture and yeah. celebrity and fame and stuff. And I like the fact that he did sort of, not saying he was the first, but he was a big part of taking that genre and kind of 
making it a little bit more. He did a lot of skits too. Stuff. Yeah, like there were specifically songs on like Stan mm-hmm. where it, in parentheses it says skit on the yeah. album. So it's it's more of like a, an, a, a and especially uh, what he did with like his alter ego. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not a particularly unique thing, right. but the the create the character that he created of Slim Shady, which is like this you know egomaniac narcissistic. He's really cocky, right. an asshole to everybody. It's I love the he almost built, uh, well he did build a character around this persona, which is really cool to me. Right. But he's anyway. He's definitely on that list of people that I want to meet, just because of his life and right. what he's gone through and what he's accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and like some like something I've always thought about. Like I always have been kind of like particular in recording everything that I do and like keeping a, a track of what I, what it is I want, what I watch, what I listen to, stuff that happens, just to remember because exactly. I I really don't want to lose my memory. So something I kind of threw on here is like a fun thing is like record the top 100 movies, my top 100 movies, shows, books, matches, and wrestling, comic books, and there was like one other thing. Oh, and characters from like any sort of medium where it's comics, books, shows, movies, whatever, just top 100 characters and even albums too. I think like I, cause I really like the idea of having an ultimate top 100 of this is what this is. This is what I believe is the top 100 of this. Yeah. And I love reading other people's, like, top 100 stuff. Me too. Another thing Me I have too. on here is, like, rank the Beatles catalog. Like, every Beatles song and rank them. And same thing with Bob Dylan. Um, like, RollingStone.com has lists like that for everything. Top 500 albums, songs, artists, top Beatles songs, top Bob Dylan songs, like, everything like that. And I would love to make shit like that, even if it's just for me, um... No, I get that, too. Because that would entertain the hell out of me. And I also love, though, like, just being engaged in stuff that you love and the hard decisions of, well, which one of those things do I like more? Well, it's like, well, at the end, it doesn't matter because it's all there. But, like, I I really kind of love dissecting my interests and seeing why I like certain things and how much they relate to other things I like and seeing the correlation between song, artists, movie, TV show characters, and even wrestling. But that's something I put on there. Um, so, uh, other than, like, uh, locations of things and business-related things, a lot of mine are, they're not, I wouldn't say they're mundane, mm-hmm. but they're experiences that I feel like I need to have to have the, uh, the full, hu- you know, humanities uh, experience. I, I worded that awfully, but <laughs> experiences that everyone has had or should have. Right. Uh, something I had on there is, like, uh, I want to save a life. I don't, I know that's, that's kind of a tall order. But if I have the ability to say that I kept someone around at least a little bit longer, then, you know, I will have called my, I'd call that an accomplishment. Um, But also um, ride the subway because, yeah, I've, you know, you see the subway used and talked about so much, but Mm. for us living in Louisville and in Kentucky, there's not a subway. Closest thing is like the target. Yeah, I was about to say, we don't have great public transportation here. Which I hate. And everyone talks about how taking the, Subway is either a, a really weird experience or an awful experience, but it's an experience nonetheless, right. and I want to have that. Um, right. Something else is I want to own a new car. Like it doesn't have to be extremely fancy, but I would like to own and buy a new car that is fresh off the lot. That's something that you know my parents have experienced a few times, and that everyone you know a lot of people my age have experienced already. But I don't want to put myself into a ton of debt to do yeah, that. that makes sense. But that being said, it's an experience I would still like to have. Uh, something else is, I, 
this sounds really weird, but I want to go furniture shopping. What? I would love to, like, pick out, because I'm really particular about the layout of my room right. and about my house, and maybe it's just how I was raised, but it the fact that I'm, if I'm going furniture shopping, it means that I have financial stability and I have a permanent place to live for at least a little while, mm. but those things are very comforting to me. So, I think be going furniture shopping and being able to pick out what I want in my house and being able to customize everything, you know, because your home is probably where you spend the most time. Right. It just depends. But you always go back there, and I want that choice. That's a really cool thought. Yeah. I, it's just something, that. like, because I hated it as a kid, but right. I would love just trying, like, trying out all the furniture and kind of making a custom room in my mind as a kid was fun. Mm-hmm. But that's that's always something I've wanted to do, and that's like putting the final touches on who you are. Yeah, too. it's because you get to design where you live, like, and that's like you say, you don't get that freedom as a child. Most yeah. people don't, at least. So like, it's, I think it's something. I guess now as you say it, people take for granted. People don't think about it a lot. But it's like, really simple, but it's it, it would yeah, mean a lot. That's an experience that gets to help put another nail in the designing of who you are and sort of your interests. Um, and it's not the most exciting thing in the world to go yeah. furniture shopping because not you know not many people say oh let's go furniture shopping and get excited. I know I didn't as a kid. Yeah, and it's expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and w- which is why if I am going furniture shopping, I'm in a decent enough place to be able to afford it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so like something on mine. Every time we see a movie in the theater, I always take a selfie before. Yeah. Always. Like, Those put are always fun. Hashtag and then the title of the movie. Like at first I just did it because it was random and. Like, a lot of times we give the middle finger or something, because I like to make fun of people who do that seriously, so I do it ironically. Yeah. Um, but then it just became a thing that I, like, do every time, is I always take, like, a movie selfie. So I put on here do a thousand of those. Oh, like, how many do you have so far, do you know? Oh, I have no idea, because it's over two different phones over right. four years. <laughs> so, like, okay. I have no clue. But actually, it's not. I think it's about three years. But, like, the first one I remember was, um, actually, I don't know. I think it was RoboCop. In 2014? Yeah. But I don't think I still have it. I don't think I still have it. Like, I think the earliest one I have is Avengers Age of Ultron from 2015. Gotcha. Which, I mean, it's it's recent, but that's still far enough ago. Um, but, yeah, like, I've, I've got a bunch of them. I would, I would have to say I have at least 60, right? Maybe yeah, 50. No, I, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because, I mean, two years and I see about 30 to 40 movies in the theater a year. Maybe. Some years it's like 20, but I think that's about right. Um, so, like, and that's another thing for me to sort of log my experiences to see what we looked like and sort of what the mood of the picture was and what movies we did see in the theater and who did I see it with, stuff like that. I don't always take one, I guess. Sometimes I forget, but most of the time I do. Yeah, more recently especially. I, yeah. You've, you've remembered. Yeah, I try to because... And, like, even if I don't feel like I look good or want to be in a picture, like, I'll still take it just to save. Because then in 10 years from now, it would be cool to look at. Say, oh, yeah, exactly. I saw that in theaters. And, like, I save my movie tickets, too, because sort of in the same vein. I started doing that I as want well. that. Like, I want that experience to have all of those and to maybe make, like, a fucking cool-ass collage or something and frame it of all the movie oh, that would be tickets. Badass. That would be really cool, right? Um, I like that, yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I put that on there. And um, uh, for me, like... I'm big into, like, obviously I'm a huge nerd, but, like, I love collectibles shit, whether it's, like, Funko Pops or, like, even action figures or statues, anything like that. 
and I always have and I always will. So, like, two of the things on mine are to have an action figure and to have a Funko Pop of myself. Ah, uh, okay. Like, be somewhere important enough to where that can be made. <laughs> okay. But even if it's, even if I'm not important enough for it, to just do it myself. To just have a cool fucking six inches of plastic representation of me that looks cool that you I know, can say, I'm yeah, that's sure, me. Like, I, I think we should go to Funko and say, yeah. you could you could charge people a lot of money to yeah. make custom pops of themselves. That's true. I don't know if they have the capabilities, but I don't, I can't imagine it would be that difficult. If they can, because they have just so many different characters already. Right, there's a lot of different molds, yeah, and bodies, and I, heads that you. Can I use. imagine, yeah, I would imagine that they would be able to. I don't think it would be cheap by any means. No, because it would they probably to, end up being a hundred, yeah, two hundred dollars. Well, there were. I would definitely. I would pay for it. I would pay for it too in like, a heartbeat. They um on their Twitter they had like a like a Funko yourself type thing where it's like an online thing where you make like a pop of yourself oh. and I did that. And I don't think it turned out too great, but it still looks enough like me to where I was like content with it. But yeah. to actually have one would be so badass, and because of it, that is online. Like I really want both of those things to happen. Um, yeah, I think we should. I honestly think we should if they haven't already, or maybe they've already thought about it. But yeah, they have it like saying, um, like hey, you should. Uh, they have like DIY pops at like Walgreens where they're just like the um, the like gray. Male, I've seen female those. bodies. I've seen those. But there's a lot of customization that goes with that. And if you're not artistic, then it's yeah, difficult it's really to hard. do. But to have, like, a unique mold for yourself, that would be really cool. Oh, it'd be invaluable. That's what yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. Would I would have unlimited I would be value. willing to pay a lot of money for that. Same. Yeah. And you could even, like, you could give yourself a uh, cap shield or, like, Thor's hammer. Yeah, different accessories and shit. Have you seen, uh, speaking of, I ha- we haven't talked about this yet, but I have to bring it up, the... Uh, Team Thor thing from yeah. Civil War. Yeah, I watched Darryl. that the other day. That is so funny. Yeah, I love that so much. It's I want it to be canon. I yeah. agree. I think that is like, and that's what I love about, like f- that never would have happened 15, 20 years ago. No, like that something like that never could have happened unless it was fan made. But like, imagine for like comic book fans, they get to see stuff like that <laughs> by a fucking real important actor like Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo even who are, like, important and everyone loves, but with high-quality shit, and it's like, oh, look, it's Thor, and it's funny. <laughs> like, that, and it's mainstream, and it's Those okay for people things. to look at that and laugh and to have fun with it, and people get it, too. And, like, the in-jokes about, like, Purple Man with the Glove and the Infinity Stones, and, like, yeah. it's just oh, so Oh, yeah, funny. when he was, like, working out the... Yeah, he's got, like, this the, giant yeah, wall. mystery of, on his... Oh, that yeah. was so cool. And he's, like, showing the kids, like, this purple guy, and he's like, is that purple guy? And they go, Vision! <laughs> and he's like, oh, I didn't think you know that. <laughs> like, it's... He's so funny in that role, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, he is. I'm excited for the next Thor. Um, but anyway, back to whatever... I just had to bring that up, because that's, right. that was a lot of fun. Um, something, something else that, like, I think everyone kind of has on theirs is, like, I want to learn another language. And I would love to learn an instrument. Yeah. Like, to fully learn it to where, like, I can speak fluently in a language, but also play a bunch of different songs on an instrument and even create my own music. Mm-hmm. Like, not for anybody else or to fucking make money off of, but just to, like, know that I could do it. Yeah. Like, either whether it's a harmonica or a guitar or a piano, something like that. One yeah. of those three. I would, I would consider myself an intermediate guitar player. Right. But I have, one of mine is, is master the guitar. Yeah. Because I've seen too many people, not too many, but a ton of people who just so seem, or so easily... Uh, bust out this crazy difficult song like it was nothing mm. and without any flaw whatsoever and you can find the, a ton of those people just on YouTube right. Not th- those aren't even like the big guitar players in the rock bands that we know today mm-hmm. those are the average people that had just put in their 10,000 hours into 
mastering the guitar, and that's something I want to do. Right. Now, I've fallen off recently with playing it. I've gotten really bad about... Because I used to play, like, three hours every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've re- I'll go... Now, I'll go days without playing it at all. Wow. And that... I, I hate myself for it, right. but I really do get lazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we've talked about... We've had procrastination problems. Oh, yeah. Severely. Yeah, I'm bad So I need to overcome that. That should be on the list is overcome my procrastination. I probably won't ever do it because it's just a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. I'll always do it to some degree. You know, I watched this, like, 50-minute, like, lecture about procrastination about two weeks ago, and it was, like, this teacher or somebody was, like, explaining why people procrastinate and students specifically, and it was, like, saying if you really understood why you procrastinate, you'd never do it anymore. Yeah. And Honestly, ever since I watched it, I don't do it as much. Like, really? the day after I watched that is, like, the day that I made my advising appointment with huh. Bill. Like, stuff like that. Like, he was saying, like, you're really, like, A, you're messing with your future self. And, like, a joke in How I Met Your Mother with Ted and Marshall is, like... The future Ted. Future yeah, that's Marshall a future fun. Ted and Marshall yeah. problem. I have that issue oh. so much to the point where I used to say, well, that's a future Josh problem. Yeah, why, do you, like, why do you fuck yourself like that? Like, why would you push that off to give yourself more anxiety and difficulty in work in the future. Why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. I'd still do it sometimes, but, like, it, I get it. And then another thing about it was, like, what's the point? Like, if you if you did the shit you're supposed to do right now, mm-hmm. imagine all the time you have to do other stuff, and you don't have to think about it anymore. Whereas if you say, well, I'll do this in a day from now, you're thinking about it. It's like a cloud that hangs over you that rains on you when you think goes, about it. It goes really well with the theme of what we were talking about is we have a limited amount of time exactly. on this planet, and that terrifies yeah. the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. That's what motivates me to, to not procrastinate as much. Right. Because any time I'm thinking, oh, I should really do this, mm-hmm. I should really get that homework done or whatever, and making it cost me more time, right. I should now be realizing that, oh, shit, well... You know, I don't want to waste any time at all. Exactly. So, might as well get that done. Yeah. And there's another entry on my list is see the Predators in the Stanley Cup. Oh, yes. We'll do it. We're going to do an episode yes. when, this, when the hockey season starts up again about our relationship with hockey and how we've become <laughs> fans. But long story short, it was a, hey, maybe we should get into hockey. And then we were like, okay, which team? This is the one. <laughs> And then they made it to the Stanley Cup, and they lost. But it was a fun ride. It, it was. was. It made me a fan, and I can't wait to follow the Predators next season. And we've picked two more teams. Um, but, like, if they ever get back in the Stanley Cup, I don't care how much money it costs. We're I don't gone. care where it is. We're fucking going. <laughs> like, that is on the list now. It will always be there until it happens. And maybe they'll go in a drought and never That's go for 50 years, to. and that maybe would suck. Maybe, yeah, that maybe would it'll be there suck. next year. Who knows? So, like, I'm... I put that on there. And like I said, we'll do an episode later on talking about yeah, how sure. that started and where we are with it. But That'll be a good one. Yeah, that's a cool one on mine. Um, and I've got, like, I also have the average stuff of, like, meet a president or, like, a random one's, like, experience zero gravity. But that's stuff yeah. that, like, everyone sort of has, so I, I didn't go too much into that. But I would like to meet a president. I think that would be cool. Yeah, I haven't. I, that's that's online. It's not written, but it's, it's not super important to me, I guess, because I feel like we know so much about them, right. but at the same time, they're at the at one point one of the most powerful people in the world. Mm-hmm. That is that's cool to think about. Yeah. But a few other things that I had on mind that I'm sure are on other people's is I've longed to go to the Smithsonian museums so long because they say you can spend an entire week in there 
eat like you sleep in there, you eat in there, you don't leave. What? Spend a week in, of your time in there, just doing nothing but looking at the exhibits. You would only get about halfway through all of the stuff. It is it is Whoa. that extensive. And I really need to, and along with that is go to Washington DC, which right. I've never done. Uh, and I would also like to take a helicopter ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, one above DC would be really cool. Right. But just because how many monuments there are in such a small area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But over any big city would be insane to see. Yeah, I would love to go to the Smithsonian. I think that'd be super cool. I I think we could do it soonish. Yeah, I don't know I mean, how it's far only, the drive is. It's like DC, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it is in yeah. DC. I don't know how far that drive is though. If eh. it's more than ten hours. Yeah, that's we'll a future, do it next that's year. A, that's a future. Drive that's a twenty eighteen goal. Yeah, there yeah. we go. We'll push that off. Um, last year, like at the start of the summer, I remember we got really into American Ninja Warrior. Yes, we did. So like, it's on my list to complete the American Ninja Warrior course. <sighs> I know it would be terrible, one. and like I said, I'm out of shape. I would suck at it, but I have to do it. Doesn't it has mean to you have happen. to do it really fast. That's true. I could take it. my sweet ass time. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is true. Um, yeah, that's on there, um, and also put like, like like I was talking earlier. I respect Stanley so much for the stuff he's done, but even and this goes with Kevin Smith too. More on the writing thing, I want to create a shared universe. Like, the Marvel Universe, Star Wars, DC, or even Kevin Smith, the View Askew Universe. I want a shared universe that has, whether it's movies or books or comics, television shows, a bunch of different stories following different characters that sometimes intersect. Maybe not, but they exist within each other and they're in the same universe. I think that would be so cool. It would be. To, I don't want to say play God, but, like, to create all of this and then to be in charge of what happens and to make good things happen and bad things happen. So I guess to play God, but <laughs> that would be really cool in my opinion. No, I, I would love to be a part of that too. Yeah. Like I, I would love to create my own as well. I don't know if I have the creative capacity right. to go that deep with everything. I definitely think you do. Thank I would you. love to see a universe that, that Josh has just forged from the fire and the flames. <laughs> that would be pretty That would be so entertaining. Cool. Um, and like, you're, you've, you're watching Parks and Rec now, and yep. I've watched it, and like, I'm really bad about spending money when I get it, but like treat I remember yourself. exactly <laughs> treat yourself upwards to a thousand dollars in one day. I want to have oh, a thousand dollar shopping spree of treat yourself. Go to all the stores I want to go to, like on a trip or somewhere, and just blow a thousand dollars on shit I want. A few things I have on my list like that is uh, go to Vegas with a thousand dollars. Yeah, that'd be cool. And just be okay with losing a thousand dollars essentially on absolutely nothing. Mm. I to I help myself with viewing the lottery and that sort of thing is like cheap entertainment. Right. So that kind of helps me as uh, as far as justifying that spending. Not that I should be justifying that spending because I may <laughs> have a problem, but I would love to. I would love to do that, and I'd also love to donate ten thousand dollars. Oh really? I hope to be in a spot where I can give give back to something or to some cause to that degree, because, you know, you can you can donate as much or as little as you want, mm-hmm. but I would feel like I made some sort of a difference, right? If I could donate that amount of money, and that's not a crazy amount either. That's like half of a new car, right? But to be able to just give that away and be okay, mm-hmm. that means that I'm in an okay spot myself, and right. then I can. Make someone else's life better, hopefully. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, like, even like you just said, making someone else's life better, something I'll put on mine is help someone else cross stuff off their bucket list. Yes. Because, like, the reason that I really started getting into them is there was a show on MTV called The Buried Life. I figured we'd bring that up at yeah. some point. Yeah, and, like, they they had their own bucket list, and they would travel across the 
the continent and like cross stuff off but everything they would cross off they would ask someone else what's on your bucket list and they would help them do it and i feel like again you in life you have to give back and you have to when you do things for yourself you have to do them for other people too and i think it would be really rewarding to help somebody cross stuff off their bucket list whether it's a bunch of things or it's just one thing you know like i, I think that'd be a really cool thing to do yeah so. and it's part of the human experience yeah I agree. You got to yeah, give think, back. Yeah, everyone should have. Those yeah. Are, yeah. Um, and then like, there's um, like there's this thing called the Criterion Collection we talked about the other day, where they remaster some yep. of the best movies in history and they put them out in these like special editions on Blu-ray and DVD. I would love to watch every single film in the Criterion Collection. How many is that? Is it like a they're at, few thousand or are they, they have closer to a thousand? I think they have eight hundred and ninety-nine announced. Wow. So like, not all have been released yet, but like. I think that's how many they have, like, the rights to, or have at least been released mm-hmm. in within it. Um, I've seen about 20 or 30 so far, so it's, like, a definite life. Oh, wow, thing. so you haven't seen that many, really. No, I've seen, like, most of the Wes Andersons. Um, I've seen Thief, Blowout, The Graduate, um, this movie called Phoenix, uh, Chasing Amy by Kevin Smith, that's on there. That's in there? That's so cool. Yeah, it's such a great movie. That's um, on my watch list on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's really good. You yeah. like it a lot. But they they just got tons of shit like that. And I, I own tons more than I've seen. Like, another thing, I collect Blu-rays, like, religiously. I have five, six hundred of them, maybe more. That's crazy. But I have watched, like, 40% of them. So, like, another thing on my list is to watch every Blu-ray that I own, because I haven't. I just kind of waste a lot of money with it. <laughs> but same thing with the Criterion Collection. Like, I, I buy shit that I want to watch and that I never do, but... To have, like, a list of, okay, here's a thousand movies, watch them all, and I've got an unlimited time to do it or until my check's cashed, I guess. Like, I can watch all those movies, and that's something I want to do. Even if they don't interest me, just to say I watched it. Because it's good to look at a collection of stuff like that and to say, this was good, this was bad, but this is why it all works yeah, together. Yeah, to have that knowledge of yeah, yeah. all the different, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be really it's cool. It's really unique, too. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I, I bet not a lot of people sit down and say, oh, the Criterion Collection, I'm going to go and watch all of these. Yeah, you have to know what it is yeah. to get, like, to be into it, um, and I am, so, like, it's, and it's something I really, I really respect, too, is that it's people who care about the movies, and they take movies that have legacies that people love, and they clean them up and make the audio better and the quality of the video better and put them out in Ultimate Editions with hours of bonus content and special oh, yeah. features and these... Like books, essays on the on the films, and then stuff from the directors and actors and other directors from film who love them. So yeah, something that's so satisfying to me is yeah. knowing that other people care yes. so much exactly. about something that you care. Even even that if it's something you don't care about, mm-hmm. knowing that there are people out there, or most people care deeply about something. Right. Because I cannot tell you the the few people that I've come across that just don't give a shit about anything. Mm-hmm. I hate. I can't find any redeeming qualities about them if you don't <laughs> care about anything. You have to care about something. Yeah, everyone should care about something. It's like the those who don't stand for anything or don't stand for anything will fall for everything yeah. like that. You have to yeah, yeah there's exactly. something that you care about. There's yeah. something that is important but to anyway, you. Anyway, that was just a side little like rant yeah. of mine. But I yeah, the, knowing that people care about the same things that you care about and mm-hmm. even more than you care about them if that was possible, that's that's really cool to see. And, and it helps you care more. Yeah, it helps you connect with other people. Yeah, and that's what I was saying like about WrestleMania. It's like I've met fewer than 10 wrestling fans and like less than five actually but like being in the same building with all of them at one time watching the biggest show of the year and like you're not weird everyone's weird 
Like, it's it's cool. <laughs> and you all get to mark out about the same stuff. And, like, it's, I would be, that's like heaven to me. And it doesn't have to be with wrestling. It can be with anything. It's being at a Bob Dylan concert with Bob Dylan fans. Like, it's the same thing. Um, that's that's an end goal for me. Which is an experience that we've had. We did, I and that was that, off. that was something on my list was to see Bob Dylan in concert, but that's crossed off. And Which feels amazing. It does because that's not something I thought I was going to. Yeah, and like I've got to see Paul McCartney in concert too, but you know, they're like that's the shitty thing is like all the people I admire are old, so yeah. it's like you never <laughs> yeah. know, man. That you is never know. Scary. You never it's know when things happen. So right. like, it's it's just. And, like, I'm a little bit hesitant to put stuff like that on there because I don't want it to just one day be staring at me saying, you can't do this. Like, so I, I'm sort of hesitant. But at the same time, it's like, if you're afraid of your goals because you might not do them, what's the point? Like, you might as well just put everything you want to do there and then do your best to do them, Yeah. you know? Um, but, like, before, like, I, the last one I have is interesting, but, like, before that I put... A, organize my comic book collection, because as you can see on the floor... It's, it's in the works. There's about right 70% of them just kind of sitting there in piles. Um, <laughs> but I've got the rest randomly scattered. But I would love to own original comic book art from like the artist who draw it. Um, I would love to own like an original piece like that. But my main goal with the comics, owning them at least, is to own a Holy Grail comic. Like yeah, one of the... Walking number Dead number or... one for me, because I own about 70 Walking Dead issues. That's on my list is to own every issue of Walking Dead. But, like, Amazing Fantasy 15 is the first appearance of Spider-Man. Detective Comics 17, I think, is Batman. Action Comics number one, Superman. Different stuff like that. Just own an important piece of comic book history like that to own a major comic. Like, I'd, I would pay a bunch of money for it because it'd be worth a bunch of money. Like, exactly. Action Comics 1, Nicolas Cage's copy sold for, like, over a million dollars. What? Yeah. That's so insane. Like, it's crazy, especially because it cost five cents, 15 cents when it came out. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else? Uh, I mean, I have a bunch of little things, and right. not so much little, but either ones that a lot of people have on theirs. Let's see if I can... Uh, oh, I need to learn to drive manual transmission. Yeah. Uh, that's... It, and I can imagine it as being extremely race car like almost yeah. because you see in in a lot of shifting movies so you know, lots of shifting right. like the clutch being used a lot that's an experience that I and a lot of people should know how to learn or should know how to drive you know transmission that was a difficult sentence to get out because, yeah just in case yeah just in case you ever have to drive someone home and they have a manual which is a nightmare mm-hmm. but it's not that difficult I've heard but it's also something that I don't have the ability to learn right now. Right. And the fact that it's it would be so easy to learn, I just don't have the the funds, or not the funds, but the means right. of getting... Because no one I know owns a manual transmission. Like, I don't have any friends that own a manual. Right. None of, no one in my family owns one. You don't know I, a lot of people that would know how yeah, to do it. Yeah, and, like, you could rent one in theory, but I don't know that you could rent a car specifically that has a manual transmission because the companies that rent cars, why would they have just manual transmission cars sitting available. Right. So that's that's something I want to put on there. I would love to... I don't know if this is going to be possible because of Antarctica, but I would love to set foot in all seven continents at Ooh, some point. That would be crazy. Even if it's, like, for a minute, just having set foot in each possible land mass in the world mm-hmm. would be... It'd blow my mind. Do you ever hear the story of, like, Metallica wanted to be the only band that's ever played on all seven continents? No. So they put on a concert in Antarctica, wow. Antarctica for all, like, the scientists and people that were there. That's 
Did they really do that? Yeah, they did. That's insane. They were the only band that the Mad Men. performed a concert on oh all seven God. continents. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, the only the only difficulty I see is simply Antarctica because right. there's not a whole lot of transportation in and out, and I'm sure it's expensive. Right. And you have to have permission from somebody. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But that's also on there. Uh, stuff like I want to get married at yeah. some point. I mean, I'm sure that's on a lot of people's. Uh, something really basic. I would love to take a Hollywood tour. Uh, sit in one of those buses that's got the cover over it. And you've right. got you know your camera or whatever, and you just see all the celebrities. And not that that would actually happen, but uh, yeah. I want to go to Hawaii and rent a cabana and just chill for like a week and a half, maybe right. two weeks, doing absolutely nothing but hanging out on the beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to get. I don't. This is one of the more uh, ones that would be difficult, and I'd have to get down later in later in life. I would love to get my pilot license. Oh, um, that would be cool. And the, the flight simulator that we did at oh, the yeah. Science Center, because you have to do those. In St. Louis, yeah. In St. Louis. That made me so nauseous and oh, so yeah. uncomfortable. We got the video. I was like, I need, I need to conquer that. <laughs> because <laughs> I've, ever since I was a little kid, I've wanted to fly. Right. And that was just because I had a shit ton of Legos, and they were all they all came with like the how to build a plane. Right, yeah. So that's probably where that came from. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, one, you can make money with it. So right. you could do like, uh, you could fly a private jet for someone, which would be really cool. And not a lot of people can say, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I have my pilot's license. And they're not a pilot as right. well. There, there's not a lot of people that just have the time and the motivation to put in all the hours from the flight simulator, take all the classes that you need mm-hmm. to say, oh, yep, I can, I can fly this plane. Right. Because I would love to be in a situation. That they need a pilot. Oh, you hey, get to raise your I, I hand. Can, yeah, I can. I can fly the plane. So everybody, move aside. I'm here to save the day. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's one of my biggest fantasies: is being able to save the day by flying a plane. Hey, you get to cross to save a life off your list. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. Save, save a hundred lives. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I guess to kind of close out my list, another few things that I had on there um, is I would like to make fifty people laugh at once. I want to create a custom Monopoly board, yeah. and I would love to get a tattoo. No matter really? how big or small, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought about uh, the one that I've been uh, debating on whether or not getting. I would like to see the thing with tattoos is uh, I would like to spend as much time thinking about it as possible right. before I make that actual decision because you can't go back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could, but there's a whole thing with lasers and all that shit. Yeah. It's just not a good idea to get a tattoo unless you absolutely sure that you want it. Right. But I would love to get the Matrix Digital Rain. Really? Yeah, on the forearm. Yeah, I'd love that design. Mm. Again, I've been sitting on it for several months, and as of right now, I would still like to do it. But right. I would like to wait at least six more months before yeah. I decide for sure this is something that I want to display on my body for the rest of my life. Oof. Yeah, Man. it's it's a it's a heavy decision. And like I pro- that, I, like, honestly, yeah. I probably won't do it because it's expensive. But even <laughs> if it's like a small tattoo that you can't see anywhere, right. if it's right. just like a black bar or like a tally mark or something, mm-hmm. just saying that you know, oh yeah, I have a tattoo. Here it is. You, you can't see it otherwise. It's like in Friends. I think Phoebe gets like a dot. Yeah, she gets a single dot, and She's the, like, the way better. she explained it was like, yeah, that's yeah. how my that's how my dead mother sees me from, yeah. from heaven. Is that's oh, um, that was that was funny. But yeah. at the same time, sure, you, you could prick me just to see yeah, just one how little, it would feel. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a tattoo. Can you see it? It's just Anyway, that's on there. A few other things. Like, uh, I would like to copyright something. Because mm-hmm. uh, we were looking at that a little while ago uh, right. as far as our TV show goes. Like, how, how do we claim something as ours, intellectually speaking? But uh, I know the Writers Guild of America sets up 
a bunch of shit with copyrights and all that stuff. Right. And, um, yeah, yeah. Another thing on there in the same category as be named on a patent for something. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a little kid, uh, I, my dream job was being an inventor and, you know, no one really can be an inventor of multiple things. A lot of people just, they have a product and that's why I love Shark Tank so much. You have a product and you, you sell it and you develop it, but you're an inventor for that one thing. Mm -hmm. As a kid, I would love, I dreamt of being an inventor for like a bunch of other shit. And I remember, you know, building these, things that did absolutely nothing they just looked weird as a kid with like legos and all the different toys that i had Mm -hmm. but being named on a patent for something even if i'm not like the the head of it just that i helped push that along or helped further the development of something Mm -hmm. that would mean a childhood dream came true at some point yeah that's a really cool idea yeah that kind of that kind of closes out my list right um yeah the last thing i had was and it's like we were talking earlier, I I really like to kind of keep a record of things in my life especially because that one of my biggest fears is to lose memory and mm-hmm. stuff like that. that because that likes me too. Once it goes away, it goes away. And it's like I said to you one time, um, I sort of think about my life in different segments, sort of like seasons of a TV show from like a point to a point. But the difference between my life and a TV show is I can't go back and watch certain episodes. And like that really bothers me because like there's certain things that I want to relive or even just watch again to to see what it was like but they they disappear and it's like you don't get to watch those but um and like so something that's not as much as that but I put take a selfie every day for a year and record like a 10 minute I guess vlog every day for a year and just sort of like a diary like a video diary I guess but like not even to say like oh this is what I did today or something but just talk 10 minutes every day for like a year and then edit it all together and see watch it see what it was like see what that year oh, was wow. for me so then in a way I do sort of have a season of my life because here's 10 minutes from every day and that ends up being like what 365 yeah kind of like those note cards just within video yeah form. yeah yeah like the note cards that I, I made like I think that'd be a really cool idea and even like taking a selfie every day to track how you developed and changed over time i wish i would have done that a long time ago i've seen a lot of those like you know from 2008 to 2017 people yeah. that take a picture every day i wish i would have done that yeah and you, like you could still do it easily. start now mm-hmm. um i'll honestly i'll probably start like january 1st do it like that i'll do the same thing too yeah yeah Ooh, that we be can because cool. we're still young enough to where i think it would there would be noticeable differences right especially because i don't plan on cutting my hair for a long time yes yeah, and it's already kind of long yeah yeah and like but even with the like 10 minute video like you get to track like what it was like for you in this month and through this season and when you were on this vacation and when you went to this city and when this show premiered this night and different things. Like, I just feel like that would so be so cool and you could go through and watch specific parts or even, like I said, a big like movie of it where it's all edited together and you get to watch the random stuff. I just, I don't know, and the, the idea of like a construct of like a year being the beginning and an ending in a bookmark and it's these 365 days that are a period of your life I really like that idea um so yeah I think that's that's the last thing I have so far I'm gonna add tons more stuff but that's what I kept for last for yeah me. oh that's yeah I would love to do that too yeah. I don't know if I could do like a 10 minute video every day maybe but not like, even but like a yeah, five just, minute today mm-hmm. and I think about all tomorrow. the all the people on YouTube that are like vloggers and that's their thing they just kind of record right. parts of their life and show the world not that anyone I don't I don't know anyone would care about what I have to 
you know, what's going on in my life. Right. But just doing it for myself would be yeah, really like, unique. I wouldn't mean to upload it anywhere unless people wanted to see it. But just uh, for me to watch once a year, once or just whenever I felt like it. But even watching specific moments too, because again, when you think of stuff, it's like, man, I don't. I well, I wish I remembered that better. But you know, stuff like that. I, know, I just feel like it'd be really cool, and it sort of goes with this thing of we don't know how long we have, and moments kind of fade, and so does time. It goes back quicker and quicker every second. Yeah. So it's like the idea of having that all there, and even for like it, if I were to ever have kids for a future generation of people to watch it. I just think it'd be really cool, really neat idea. Yeah, and that's why I love doing this, is, like, even if absolutely no one is listening, that we have these for, you know, future us in 10 years saying, yeah. oh, we can go back and listen to, to us talk about random stuff. Yeah. And, again, you know, like, show kids and mm-hmm. family members, and that would, just the fact that it's out there is amazing to me. But hopefully, you know, if there is anybody listening, that right. you got you got ideas for your own bucket list, that yeah. you can take advantage of the time that you got, and, you know, maybe you even had an existential crisis or two when listening. I know I did. I am constantly in uh, fear of my own existence. Right. So, yeah. not to end on such a heavy note, because... Yeah. You I mean, it's it's a cool thing, though, because it's like we were saying earlier, it's, it's a good idea to write stuff down that yeah. you want to do and to be able to... I guess look at it and say, this is what I want to have done in the next 80 years. And that's why we did it. Hopefully you all can do the same thing. Feel free to put your bucket list in the comments or something like that. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, but until next time, just mash. So this is the song recommendations uh, part of it. This is something you can do afterwards. Uh, we said that we were going to start doing uh, or giving everyone five songs each of, mm. uh, of songs that you need to listen to or songs to listen to. Right. And we can put them on a playlist, yeah. put them on Spotify, link it in the description. Um, you said that you had five kind of uh, smorgasbord yeah, like songs. My, my five songs are very different, and they're very much a reflection of like the type of music I like in general, but the type of music I'm listening to now specifically. Um, okay. So like my first one is Rockaway Beach by the Ramones. Um, I've recent like my, one of my favorite bands is like The Clash, and I really like that kind of music and. As a result of that, I've started to get into their moans. I'm not, like, super deep. I'm not going to, like, wear a T-shirt of them like yeah. everyone else does. Right. Because I don't, like, <laughs> I'm not all in on them yet. But once I am, I probably will. But, um, yeah, Rockaway Beach is just a fun song. It's just something you can have on in the background and just kind of hang out to. It's really... I'll have to check that out. I haven't heard that song. Yeah, they've got a lot of good ones. I can give you the list. I've only, I've only listened to about seven or eight of them, of the Ramones songs that I have on my Spotify. Because that's really, like, when I'm getting into an artist, that's how I do it. Oh, that was a bad voice, Greg. But I just kind of <laughs> go through their catalog and listen to random stuff and see what I like, and then I eventually like it all. But so yeah, that's my first one. What's your first one? Uh, well, I'm gonna start because uh, I, I have the total three Eminem songs on here because I brought him up in this episode previously. Right. But uh, the first one is featured in the Defiant Ones. This uh, the episode with him and Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. It's uh, my name is, and the story behind this one is that Dre had a had a beat already. Uh, for their first meeting. And there was nothing else, just the, the background beat. And Dr. Dre pl- hits play in the studio. And immediately, Eminem just goes off on this like minute-long tangent. And that tangent is the start of this song. Really? It's insane, because he, like, he messes with all the buttons at the, at the time, too. And like mm-hmm. he records uh, 
all of these different vocals, and it's insane how he's able to do that immediately the first time he heard it. Right. And Dr. Dre was like, "Holy shit, this dude is! I'm signing I, this yeah, dude. I'm signing this dude. Like, right. this is gonna be a wild ride." Mm. So that's why I put that on there because it's so incredible to think about that right. someone has that ability. Anyway, that was the first one that I put on there. Um, but the other two Eminem's uh, of Eminem's songs that I had on there is "Without Me." And that's, um, it's on the Curtain Call is the, uh, is the album that that's from. Right. But this, it talks about uh, his relationship with, Marshall Mathers' relationship with Slim Shady. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he's singing as Marshall Mathers, which is his real name or whatever. Mm-hmm. But how uh, different that the two are. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, without Marshall, that you know, Slim Shady would be nothing. And it's this really cool story that he's telling almost with this song and it's it's really fun right. and almost comedic like we were saying earlier it's Batman and Bruce Wayne yeah <laughs> but uh, but the the third song is Till I Collapse which is on the same album mm-hmm. but it's a lot more serious and some more motivational a lot of people play at basketball games it's right. one of those types of songs mm-hmm. but I remember listening to that like before practices in uh, in grade school and even when I worked out for that, that little bit last year <laughs> at the end of December. But uh, all three of them are, are fantastic and they really showcase Eminem's ability as an artist. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're on there. But also because I love Eminem a ton. Right. Yeah, he's a good artist. Um, the second song I had on there is called The Passenger by Iggy Pop. And that song, it's so awesome and like, I don't know how well it would work, but if I were to be a wrestler, that would be my entrance music. Because, like, <laughs> I just, I love the, the guitar in the song, and I love his voice, and I really like the lyrics, and it's kind of like a passenger who's sort of alone in life, but kind of does their own thing. It's a really good song. You should listen to it. Yeah, I need um, to check it out. It's, I, I really enjoy it, and I've listened to it, like, nonstop for, like, three or four weeks now. <laughs> I really like it a lot. Solid. Yeah. Um, another one I have is called... Wrap your dream, wrap your troubles and dreams by an artist named Nico. She was um, like if you've ever listened to Velvet Underground, their first album was called The Velvet Underground and Nico, and she like, oh, she yeah, was a singer and before, she's kind of troubled and stuff, but she had a really, I don't want to say like weird voice, but like I feel like it's it would be polarizing where some people would really like it because I really like it because and I don't really like great singers in general. Like, I'm gravitated more towards not really polished singers like Bob Dylan or Nico, in my opinion, or, like, The Clash. Yeah. Like, stuff like that, really, I really like. But um, this song is really good, and the, like I said, the instrumentation is really good, and the lyrics are cool. And, like, her songs, like, in um, her first, I don't know if it's her first album, but there she has an album called Chelsea Girl. And, like, a lot of the songs have this, like, they sound sort of, like, soothing and calm, but there's this, like, overwhelming sense of dread with some of them. And I don't even know if it's intended, but when I listen mm. to it, like, the way the music plays and some of the lyrics, it's like, I don't know, I just kind of, like, I feel it. And sometimes it's, like, really good, but other times it's, like, not. But, like, that song is really good. And she has other um, really great songs, and she has a good Bob Dylan cover on that album, too. And her stuff with the Velvet Underground is really good, but... Uh, that song is called Wrap Your Troubles in Dreams. Hmm. It's really good. So, uh, The fourth song that I have on mine is it's kind of random, but I was thinking, and I watched uh, School of Rock yes. yesterday. Again, awesome it just came on movie. TV, 
I think it was on AMC or something. But the end where they're playing the credits and they're singing It's a Long Way to the Top yes. by ACDC, yes. that was the first time I'd ever heard that song. What, is it, it, really? it was the first, yeah, because I was never a huge ACDC fan. And mm-hmm. when I started playing guitar, I mean, I learned their songs like Back in Black and right. uh, a few of the, like, I tried to learn Thunderstruck, but that's insane. And that's, if you can learn that song as a guitarist, I would put you in the expert category just because of how <laughs> difficult it is. Right. But other than those, I, I really didn't listen to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this song is really fun and it's a good, it's a good message right. uh, to, to people that want to, to do big things like we do. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's going to take work, um, but it's also just a fun song. And yeah. it's the guitar is really easy, and I would love to do a cover of it just because of how easy it would be. Right. Like I think I could, you know, I could do the guitar as long as we could get someone to sing as as good as who's our lead singer. Uh, how would, I know Angus Young's the guitar, yeah, right? That's the only one I know of them. Yeah, I have no idea. Anyway, as good as good as he is, and he's you know not super great. Right. But uh, so he's on there or. ACDC's on there, but also this really weird song that took me an entire line of this notebook to write the, the full title. It's called Angel of Small Death and the Codeine Scene. And it's, I really honestly couldn't tell you what it's about. It's really poetic. Right. But it is a good, it's a good uh, example of how music can also be poetry and mm-hmm. why Bob Dylan very much deserves that Nobel Prize for Literature Damn straight. for his work. But uh, it's a story about this girl who's who the the singer his name's Hoosier, uh, I think he's gay, and he wrote that song uh, "Take Me to Church" that was popular a few oh, years okay. ago. I was about to say it's, it's the same things. guy, but it's about uh, this girl who he's afraid of, I guess, or intimidated by. I really need to just find someone's analysis of the lyrics, mm-hmm. but it's a really well crafted song lyrically and instrumentally. Right. Uh, the guitar works amazing. His vocals are great. And halfway through it becomes a completely different song. The tempo changes totally. Oh yeah. And it, another one of the, uh, my favorite examples of that is by the black keys, their song, little submarines. It mm-hmm. starts as a really bluesy, uh, jazz song. Right. I wouldn't say as much jazz because there's no jazz instrument in it but halfway through it becomes like a hard rock song oh yeah and i love i one of my favorite things in all of music is when they switch genres or switch songs essentially Mm -hmm. in the middle or somewhere in there i love it because it's like a surprise the first time you listen to it Mm -hmm. and each time you're you're kind of anticipating and waiting for you know this part to change i love i love that experience in songs um but that kind of that closes out my five Um, that's really cool um, so my last two, um, one of them's called Never Wanted Your Love by She and Him, and that's like Zoe Deschanel's like, band. Is it? Yeah. That's amazing. She's the she and the she and him. Uh, I don't remember the dude's <laughs> name. Sorry, dude. But I really like, I really, really like their Doesn't music. Doesn't she have a Christmas album? Yeah, they've got, um, it's called A Very She and Him Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's one of my favorite albums, because it's really good, and they just sing classic Christmas songs, but like, I really got into them, I want to say December 2014. Or 15 maybe but like listening to that album but then listening to all their other stuff I've sort of gotten to the point where like all of their music is Christmas music 
So, like, whenever oh, I listen to it, I get in the Christmas mood, so that kind of sucks. But I've been listening to them a lot recently because I, I think they're awesome. But this song's really good. Um, I love her voice. Um, she's got a great voice, yeah. She does. And, like, every... She's in... I watched Bridge to Terabithia the other night, and she's, like, a teacher who sings a lot in that movie. So, like, she plays the same sort of yeah. character and everything <laughs> as a teacher that sings a lot. Or at least just a person that does. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. And it's because she's a great singer. Like, she's really good, and their music's really good. Um, my last song is by Paul McCartney, and it's called Junk. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, two minutes, but... It's one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard, to me at least. And I think had Paul McCartney not gone down the the, the route of being like a lyricist, he could have just written music and been just as successful, in my mm. opinion. Because he's like super good with like melody and stuff like that. And like the um, the song only one he did with Kanye West, he doesn't sing or anything. He just helped craft the actual music part of it, and Kanye sings over it. And he does this bit with the piano at the end, I think. And then the song is with... Is that the one where he just plays the guitar, too? The, there was another one with him, Kanye, and Rihanna. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I don't remember what it was of. called, like, four something. I don't remember. But, um, like, and again, like, I feel like that is the perfect evolution for Paul McCartney, too, is to move into that sort of role with today's artists, is to, instead of making his own sort of music with lyrics and stuff, he can help them make good music and sort of create backing tracks and stuff like that for tons of different genres and come up with some really cool creative stuff mm. and um, I think that says a he's lot a about him yeah he's, he's his, very much a legend his legacy is insane but the song Junk is like I love his vocals in it um, it's it's the perfect song to me I think to hear the range of Paul McCartney I think it's really good um, and I listen to it all the time but yeah that's that's my five yeah kind of I guess that wraps up this segment but yeah. uh, tune in after the next episode for another 10 songs from us yeah. hopefully the playlist gets it's pretty big yeah we're at 20 now yeah. so just be sure to look in the description the playlist will be there and we just keep adding songs to it every episode so until then see ya